Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on Thursday, January 11th, 2018. The day after my birthday, incidentally, I want to thank all of you for uh, all the kind wishes and uh, greetings that you sent on, on my birthday. A reminder, we do have a members VIN chat tomorrow night. Uh, for the members of the website at 7 o'clock, as usual, I will be in pre-chat about two to three hours early. I haven't uh, decided yet, but I will be there early. Uh, most likely, I'm going to start the vid chat early uh, because uh, I'm already getting questions and so on. So anyway, lots has been going on. I don't know about you if you've been following the news there are ships now colliding in the Persian Gulf in the Aegean Sea, not ours, incidentally. <laughs> and uh, there has been a lot of stuff going on. Hopefully I'll be blogging about it. We've lost a, a classified satellite. Uh, there are Russians shooting drown down drones in Syria. So in other words, the proxy war I think is heating up, and at the same time we have this story. Just yesterday, um, the summit meeting between the Chinese Premier Xi Jinping and French President Emmanuel Macron uh, finished in Beijing, and there's an interesting kind of resume of the summit that took place between these two men at the Chinese official news agency, Xinhua News Agency's uh, website. And I want to point out some interesting paragraphs in this story because I think they're presaging some themes and memes that we're going to hear from in the coming year. This was a very important summit meeting. Uh, it may have fallen off of your uh, local or national news to some extent. But there are some clues in here, I think, even behind the veil of the official Chinese news agency's prose, that there's going to be some uh, continuation of old patterns and some pushing for some new things. Listen carefully. I'm going to pull out a few paragraphs here. Uh, quote, Macron is on a state visit to China from January 8th to 10th at Xi's invitation. She said that Macron is the first foreign head of state to visit China in 2018, as well as the first European leader to visit China since the 19th National Congress of the Communist Party of China. Bilateral ties stand at a new starting point, she said. China stands ready to promote exchanges and enhance mutual trust and cooperation with France in order to inject new impetus into the development of China-France Comprehensive Strategic Partnership. Now, note that phrase, Comprehensive China-France Strategic Partnership. This is a new thing, but it's part of the pattern that we've seen China, and for that matter, Russia, to a lesser extent, pursuing within the wider Shanghai Accords BRICS block strategy. And you'll notice that that strategy is always to negotiate directly, one-on-one, -on -one, 
between other nation states. In other words, China is not trying to negotiate with all of NATO or, or vice versa. Uh, this is part of their global, I think, their global strategy of assault on the idea of these massive federations. China is not, in other words, negotiating directly with the EU. It's negotiating with France. It's negotiating with Germany and so on. All right, let me continue. Both sides should accommodate each other's core interests and major concerns and properly handle differences in order to make sure the bilateral ties, there's that key emphasis again on bilateralism, develop steadily and on the right track, she said. She also called for integrating the development strategies of China and France. In other words, again, the bilateral thing. It's not with the EU. It's not with these big federal conglomerations. It's direct bilateral sovereign nation to sovereign nation negotiation. Again, she, she called for integrating the development strategies of China and France, strengthening innovative cooperation and achieving common development Listen now, in the areas of digital economy, read cryptocurrencies, folks, artificial intelligence, and advancing manufacturing industry. In other words, China, I think, is pushing here and is going to start pushing for international bodies to create regulation and or treaties governing these three areas. This is highly significant. This is a huge clue as to what we're going to be hearing out of China. Regulation and uh, treaties governing cryptocurrencies, artificial intelligence, and manufacturing. And this is a huge clue. All right. Let me continue. Quote, the two countries should seize new opportunities created by the Belt and Road Initiative and carry out practical cooperation within the Belt and Road Framework in order to promote the prosperity of Eurasia. And again, we've, this is fairly typical from China, but again, the pitch is being made, cooperate with us, Europe will be prosperous. In other words, the implicit uh, target here of all of these things is, again, the United States and the dollar, petrodollar reserve currency status. Now, we're coming to the heart of it right here in these two paragraphs. Quote, he called on both sides to safeguard multilateralism, intensify cooperation within the frameworks of the UN and Group of 20, and build a new type of international relations featuring mutual respect, fairness, justice, and win-win cooperation. China and France should join hands to accelerate global governance reform. Listen to that phrase. Accelerate global governance reform and build an open world economy, fight against all forms of protectionism, and push for an economic globalization that is more open, inclusive, balanced, equitable, and beneficial to all, Xi said. Now, let me stop. And point out again what this really is. China, if you have been following the development of the Shanghai Accords block, the BRICSA block, if you've been watching Russian and Chinese diplomacy carefully, one of the things 
that both Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin have been emphasizing over and over again is that the current world governance structures, things like the UN, uh, the International Monetary Fund, the World Bank, and so on and so forth, all of these global structures that are currently in place are imbalanced. In other words, they represent a power structure, a geopolitical financial reality that began at the end of World War II, but that reality has long since disappeared, all right? Uh, for one thing, the former defeated Axis powers, uh, Italy, Japan, Germany, are once again major economic powers and potentially major military powers. The other thing is, obviously, China has industrialized at a tremendous rate since World War II and has, and has become a nuclear and an economic and a military power. So in other words, what they're pressing for is restructuring, and this is the real point I want to make here. They're pressing for restructuring the actual agencies, the actual global agencies, the UN, uh, the World Bank, the IMF, and so on and so forth. In other words, they want those institutions to be reflective of their genuine status in the world and in the world geopolitical order as it really is and not as it was at the end of World War II. Now, let me skip ahead here one paragraph, um, uh, several paragraphs, and wrap this up. After the talks, the two heads of state met with entrepreneurs who attended the first meeting of the Chinese-French Council of Entrepreneurs and made speeches respectively, noting that the Chinese economy is still a major powerhouse and stabilizer of global economic growth. Xi said in his speech that China would continue to implement the concept of innovative, coordinated, green open and shared development and stick to the basic state policy of opening up and seek high quality development. So in other words, there's another clue. Development has to be green. In other words, China is, is you, behind the green label. What China's really saying is we want the development of the infrastructure of this one belt, one road initiative to be high tech. In other words, high speed rail, uh, the most modern types of roads and so on that you can that you can build airports and so on. In other words, behind green read high tech, and behind high tech read China sponsored. Okay, in other words, we want to tap into the West high tech that we don't have, and use our own high tech to develop all of this infrastructure. This is what I really think it means. So the emphasis here, I want you to pay attention to what China's been doing. They're emphasizing bilateral negotiations. Again, like I said, they're not negotiating with NATO. They're not negotiating with the European Union. They're following the standard line that the sovereign nation is still the entity that you must deal with when you're cutting all these deals. Hence the talks with France, with Germany, Italy, and so on. Uh, last year we saw some significant talks, and the year before that, between China and Great Britain. So in other words, they're, they're chipping away at the alliance structure of the United States, nation state by nation state. And at the same time, what they're also saying is we want and we demand a revision in the global governance structures like the IMF, like the UN Security Council. This was emphasized over and over between Emmanuel Macron and Xi Jinping. So I suspect
that you're going to see them stressing the revision of these things in the name of the emerging multipolar order. This, again, is huge development, folks. Uh, we're going to see these memes being stressed, I think, in the coming year, much more so than we have seen uh, in the past, and in particular, this idea of multipolarism. In other words, another signal is being sent, subtly, that the American unipolar world order is over, and France, let it be noted, France is on board with that. And it should be noted that this also has to be put in the context of all of those talks taking place in Europe right now for the creation of a common European defense. Now, what that means is Europe has its own defense, and it's entirely apart from NATO. And what I've always suggested and been arguing is that's their way to do the end run around NATO and, and basically end American uh, military dominance of Europe. And eventually the call will go out for America to remove all of its uh, bases in Europe. So this is happening at a very uh, slow, deliberate, but nonetheless, I think in terms of uh, the geopolitical realities that have obtained since World War II, this is happening at a relatively fast rate if you turn the clock back to 9-11 and think about what the geopolitical world was like then. So this is happening very quickly. Uh, I think you're going to see more of the same. I suspect now that China is going to follow this up with further bilateral talks with other European nations, and they're going to target, and, and if my prediction and reading of this is correct, they're going to target those European nations that are unhappy with the EU and the arrangements that that they have with the EU about their debt. They're going to be talking to Spain. They're going to be talking to Italy. They're going to be talking to Greece. And then finally, after they get those talks done, they're going to start talking to Germany. So anyway, those, those are my predictions. Very interesting article. Read it, folks, uh, and digest it, because I think we're being sent some very long-term signals by these two nations. Anyway, don't forget, bid chat tomorrow, uh, the, the scheduled time is 7 o'clock. As always, I'm going to start pre-chat a couple of hours early just to be in there and talk informally with people before we start answering the emailed questions. And I'll probably start the formal chat early as well. Anyway, that's it for this week's news and views. I'll see you on the flip side, everybody, and God bless.